that what you not want? Yes, that's exactly what I don't want. <laughs> Show them the back. I'll, Show them the back. Yeah. I'll try not to do that either. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> His stress level just raised yeah. way up. I'm so glad God brought us all together. <laughs> I, somebody get, I say that again and again. Keep your blood pumping. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Coffee Mike's back. Hello, everybody. Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Silent Ron's back. <laughs> okay, for the for the record, he put two fingers up and he said hello. Schmike, Schmike, Schmike. How y'all doing? I think. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. You never know what's going to come out of Ronnie's mouth. <laughs> and the professor, Kyle, is here. One small step for man. <laughs> there sure wasn't no giant leap for mankind, though, was it? No, it was not. <laughs> you know, he wasn't trying to say that. That wasn't ex- his exact quote he wanted to use. I know it wasn't, but okay. I finished it for okay. him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Bob, yes. would you read our Bible verse for us Absolutely. Tonight? It's Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And this is the NIV version. It says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. <clears throat> I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And our topic this episode, detours, hurdles, potholes, landmines. I thought it was roadblocks. That's that too. That too. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's all the same. In the end, hindsight being 2020, most of the time, it's for our own good. In the moment. Not so much. What are you smiling about? Nothing. <laughs> Did I pop that bullet no, already? No, 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 no. I just, I was going to crack a joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, pearl wisdom. I'm so intrigued now. I almost have to know. Okay. He said, hindsight's 2020. I was just going to tell him, Ronnie, I ain't got eyes in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we could have probably done without that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't quite live up to the expectation, did it? But um, I feel enriched for having known it now. (laughs) Dad dad jokes. You're bummed. I just got it. I just got it. I'm sorry for making you guys smarter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we've all had those in our life one way or another. Before our walk, 
during our walk, currently in our walk. I don't know. Two days ago. Two days ago. Six huh. hours ago. Who knows? Yeah. Today. Yeah. I mean, for real. You just, you run into roadblocks or detours, no matter what you're doing. Rather, I mean, always, always when you're trying to follow God, you, there's a detour or there's a roadblock or, you know, there's something that, that comes up that throws you off track. I mean, it just, uh, no matter what it is, if you're trying to, if you're trying to follow God or you're trying to, to do what's right, undoubtedly something goes wrong. I believe that. And sometimes you don't even know it. And sometimes right? you don't like even know it. Like a detour. And you're going this way. And then all of a sudden you're way off. And track. that's where the hindsight comes in. Yeah. That's where the eyes and the butt come in. <laughs> <laughs> you just not let that one I'm go. I'm not going to let it go. I can't. Should I bring uh, SpongeBob back up and see if it'll stick yet? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'll soak her in, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I say, SpongeBob could take the butt eyes out and put it in the butt. That's he? well, kind of where I'm going. <laughs> so, who's got a roadblock or a detour right now, and what is it? Sorry, Ron, I didn't mean to take over the narrator's part. No, go ahead. It sounds like your voice is good enough for it. Yeah, <laughs> since your since your voice since your voice doesn't carry enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just merely and I guess I'm done okay. <laughs> just, just calling for the question He's a, I don't know if I have one currently I know in the past or in the month or couple weeks or whatever it's always been me getting in the way of me and even though I think I'm like self-checking myself, I'm like cross-checking myself into the glass, like hockey term-wise, mm-hmm. where I'm just overthinking myself all the time. Ronnie, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a roadblock where it's a, a fellow brother in Christ, a, a fellow sister in Christ, and you're trying to complete something? And if so, how did you get around that? What did you do to handle that? What do you mean? Com- well, let's say you're working on something. I don't know. It could be anything. Okay. But it's driven, trying to glorify God, and mm-hmm. you feel like this is the way he's led you to go. Yeah. But a fellow Christian, male or female, doesn't matter, is acting as a roadblock. How would you handle that? Uh, it just depends. Just depends. Right? Yeah. Like on where their heart is. Now, am I being stubborn and not listening to where they're actually coming from and I'm trying to justify me being right in it and not heeding their advice or are they trying to be the person to derail and not even intentionally. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to figure out, you got, you got to see where their motives are, see what the motive behind, behind the roadblock is. Sometimes it could be good. Sometimes it, it may not be good. And sometimes it's for my own benefit, too. Yeah. And this and I used this a couple episodes, and Carl didn't like it so much, but it's where you don't run through the caution tape to get to where you're going. Sometimes you got to go around that caution tape to get to that exact same spot. So maybe that roadblock is that caution tape, and it's there for a reason. 
So you're saying you would apply whatever situation you're in based upon how the person person's heart is? Is that what you're saying? I'm just yeah. looking for an application that our listeners might be able to. Maybe maybe they're going through something in their church or a ministry or whatever they're in, and a person is standing in the way of completing what they feel might be what they've been led to do by God. How would so you then you, you would go to... <laughs> It's a, a big variable, right? right? I There's lots of it's variables. a moving variable. I get that. first of all, you got to assess the situation. Yeah, you got to assess where their heart's actually at. You got to try to assess: Is God really laying this on their heart to do this, or is and and if God's laid it on your heart to do it, whether it's a roadblock from them or not, you better hurdle that roadblock mm-hmm. because for one thing. You can't allow you can't allow somebody else to detour what God has put on your heart. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be a balance because I was going to mention that roadblocks can come from two sources. It's, it can be a bad thing, and then it's you holding yourself back from His will. Yep. Or it can be somebody else because you're in His will trying to derail you from that. And I think that's where that caution tape can be good and bad. Yeah. I, I think there are times when yeah, it is a good thing to 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 tiptoe around the edges so that you can carry people along with you. But at other times it's just there to, to bring you to a complete standstill. Well, sometimes we put that roadblock in our own way Mm -hmm. just because we're scared of what the next step's going to be. You know, that's where, that's where coming back to trusting God to guide you and, and to be the light of your path that's where you cut. That's that's where the stepping out on faith. Remember the leap of faith we was talking about here a while back. Oh, that's yeah. that's the leap of faith you've got to take. You've got to make sure, whether it's a roadblock or from you, from somebody else. But if God's calling you to do that job, do it. I had a I had a lady in the shop here. It's been it's last week. Matter of fact, I may have told you about this, Carl. I'm not sure, but. Uh, she was in there and she goes, uh, she asked me, she goes, so what do you think? And I mean, she didn't, she didn't know me from Adam. I mean, you know, she goes, what do you think about uh, a pastor leaving his congregation to, to go on a mission trip? I'm like, okay. I'm like, I tell you what I think. If that pastor was called by God to go on that mission trip, to do that work for God, you better back him. See what I'm saying? Because God will put somebody in his place to take care of that congregation while he while he is over there doing that mission for God. So I mean, there should be there should be either elders or deacons or some kind of uh, some kind of a uh, member of that church that can step up and take place for that pastor while he's gone. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think, it, you know, it's important to remember, too, this is something that Scripture warns about repeatedly. If you're doing the will of God, you can expect opposition. Sure. It right. says this a lot, but I read this today, so it, it seems fitting. It's in Amos chapter 5, verse 10, and it says, They hate him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks with the truth. They abhor him who speaks the truth, and he's talking about his own people there. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking non-believers outside the camp. We're talking in the context, those are people inside the church. Right. You know what I mean? If you're aligned with the truth, you can probably expect even people that should be on your side to oppose you for it. 
I guess that's really the question. And that's why, that's why I wanted, you know, it's important what Bob said about, and Ronnie said it too, I think, discerning the motive. Very, very important to make sure that you're not just being stubborn. That, you know what I mean? That, you know, they, or flesh-driven or pride-driven. Yeah, because God could be using God could be using them to mold the calling he's putting on your life. But they could also be used to derail you from that calling. It's very important to be right. prayerful and discern that. And this is where Carl and I disagree slightly about the caution tape part of it. It's like, I don't think... Careful how I word it. I don't think boring in and breaking that would ever be a great thing. Like just ramming in and breaking the tape and going straight there. Now, if you want something or if God's laid it on your heart enough and you're walking around that tape to get to the same spot, it doesn't matter if there's a pothole in your way. Doesn't matter if there's land landmines around that caution tape. You're going to be like that stubborn kid that wants a toy at Walmart, who's gotten told no six times, and you're going to ask over and over, or you're going to get to the end of that caution tape. That's exactly how I act every time I want ice cream. My wife says no. Yes. I want to say something to you to clarify my position because I think, yeah. just out of fairness, I want to clarify. I think, yes, it's good to have caution tape so that you're not derailing other people. Yeah. However, I think very often the caution tape is misused to bring yeah. to a standstill. I think the prophets would disagree. They very often board right through. I think Yeshua Jesus would disagree. He very often board right through. I think Paul would disagree. He very often board right through. And the reason that I was sort of like recoiled at that a little bit, just between you and I, the well, not between you, I guess between you and I and everybody listening now. <laughs> But the reason I kind of recoiled is because in a, a year or two ago, I had kind of lashed out a little bit, not lashed out, but I, I aired some frustration about the complete standstill as far as like churches getting together, trying to get a shelter, trying to take care of the people that are on the street and do something. And I felt like the response, there was a lot of chastisement about you need to like, like be more like Solomon and you need, need to be more, more slow and not try to bore right through because if you do things fast and it doesn't get done right. So I did, I backed off and I stayed silent. You know how much has been done since then? Nothing, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing, absolutely nothing. You know and that's why, why I kind of recoiled. I know where you're coming from with that, Ronnie, because you're absolutely right. I really don't disagree with you, but I think I superimposed that situation onto what you said. Right. And that was where my recoil came from. The thing is, is they wanted you to back off because they didn't want it in their face all the time. I don't think they wanted the conviction. And I, I will be transparent. I have in the past. The way I worded myself wasn't good. I could, I could have been more gracious in the way I worded myself and the way I spoke about it. But as far as like boring through to the end goal, I don't think that was wrong. If, if we had gotten together and we had just bored through the end goal, we probably, like that young man we've been talking about, we'd have a facility for him right now. But we don't. We have absolutely nothing because nobody got together because nobody wanted the conviction. Nobody wanted to admit that maybe we haven't been doing enough. You know what I mean? We always want to self-justify ourselves. Like we're doing everything perfect. Everything's just great. We're doing great for our community. You know, I drive through our community. This is a small town. Central America, small town, 13,000 people here, right? Not even 13,000. Not even 13,000. <clears throat> like 5,800 of them are from the prison. Yeah. We saw a car chase with a motor. Yeah. So, sorry. We saw a car chase with a motorcycle just the other day driving through town. Oh, I did. Yeah. Only time I've ever seen that's when I'm in a city. 
And I was driving through the other day, people like just like huddling up in the shade of the buildings because they have nowhere else to go. It's like driving through inner city Philadelphia in Moberly, Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, with 40, what, 43, 44 churches here in town. Something like that. <laughs> of a town, town this small, that many churches. And it feels like driving through East St. Louis. Obviously, we're not doing something right. Obviously, we could be getting together and doing a better job. And if it takes somebody, you know what I mean, saying that in a in a in what seems to be an aggressive way, maybe that's what needs to be done instead of the constant backpats for not doing enough. You know what I mean? Right. At some point, at some point, we have to take stock is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes, we do a lot of good things. Yes, we do a lot of things right. But we've got to stop using that as an excuse to ignore the people that we're completely overlooking. We've got to stop doing that because that's not love. That's not what loving your neighbor looks like. That's what loving certain neighbors looks like. Exactly. You, I was just getting ready to say you can't cherry pick the ones that you're supposed to help. Well, I mean, not to come back to the dog thing, but <clears throat> I'm going to come back to the dog thing. What dog thing? Oh, I had to bury a dog for a young man who lives on the street. I had to have Carl to help. It was a Sunday, Saturday, Saturday evening, I think it was. Was it Saturday? And I, you know, I really was already comfortable in my sweats, in my house shoes, in my nice big T-shirt, sitting on a recliner. I really did not want to get up and go out there, drive all the way into town, find the kid, and bring him all the way back out to my place to bury a dog by a pond. That's not what I wanted to do. But that's what that kid needed right there. He needed to feel somebody, that somebody cared about his, his loss. And... I think that falls into the category of loving thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. You do it whether you want to or not, because that's what we're commanded to do, to love thy neighbor, love thy God first. And ironically, it was a bit, re- I mean, rewarding to help this kid for me. You know, I had nothing to gain from this other than to help somebody in need. And it goes along with what Carl was saying that we don't, I don't think we all do enough for everyone around us, not just the body of Christ, but those who are not believers yet. That if we shine the light properly that God has put within us, they may become believers along the way by just acts of kindness and love and outreach. That's really where my heart's at right now. And that's what I'm working on. Hmm. All and praying on all the time. So since I'm the counter narrative here, right? <clears throat> so, and I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Because <clears throat> I don't think we're, I don't think we can ever do enough. enough. I'll agree. But is perception we're not doing enough? Because we don't know about it. Like it's not blasted in our faces. Or. You're talking about the bubble we live in. We don't see it. So therefore yeah, it's not I guess kind of. But like Ron could have helped like six people today. But we wouldn't know because he didn't tell me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like Mike could have helped six other people. Little old lady crosses on Facebook. Right. You know what I'm saying? So is there a counterbalance there? 
Well, and I'm to clarify, I'm not talking about individual level. I know. Like mine is mine's collective it. level, but yes. I, I I know what you're saying. And yeah, that's not fair to to say that somebody's not doing enough because they're they're doing it the right way and not bragging about it. Right. Right. Uh, let me let me stop. I'm not bragging about it. I wasn't saying I, you. I, I was just I was just saying that I wanted to clarify what it looked like to love your neighbor. That's the reason I told the story. Yeah. No, I wasn't. No, no, no. I'm, at you. no I'm, I'm fine. Okay, now I'm pointing at you. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> It's all right, though. Just kidding. So, anyway, I feel like I've stolen the show here. How about you, Alpha Mike? What do you got over there as a roadblock? I have too many things to, to count. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, I think collectively in listening, um, I think some of the things you're obviously talking about big issues. Um, and I think that there does need to be a collaborative as far as we've seen things in our community that people also feel the same calling on their heart. Um, like a big one in our community recently has been the foster kids and the kids that um, foster and age out of the system and things like that. So I think it's just trying to find a platform to where you have people who realize that it's not homeless people are a problem. It's they need help. So you need more people that have that mission on their heart as well to be willing to to go to bat with you in that situation to to uh, expedite and to find things. And, and you're right. And sometimes, you know, that wall doesn't get broke down because of, you know, just various things. Not enough people or not enough people know about it or whatever, um, you know, but I think it's difficult when there's not. I don't want to say a way, but maybe, maybe not broadcast enough, I guess, to try and find that common ground and find a, you know, spot to be like, Hey, you know, let's, um, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I mean, cause obviously that would be, be wonderful. If I, if I did, you know, I don't know if it's a, you know, Hey, let's find an email for every church in town or, you know, get, can we get three or four pastors together to be like, Hey, whose, whose email stuff do you have? Let's put blast an email to chain to be like, Hey, we're going to have a meeting on this day here. And we want to talk about, you know, trying to get something together to help the homeless in, the, in our community and whatever that looks like, you know, can we start collecting, uh, you know, uh, clothes donations and have clothes have, uh, you know, anything, you know, let alone, can we get people that are like-minded that know how to do the grant writing and stuff like that to where we can find and, and support a shelter and make a shelter. And because again, like we found out Sunday, um, you know, before our, our, our church service that there's nothing here, there's nothing here. You know, you can go um, an hour one way, a uh, half hour to 45 minutes to an hour, another way. And e each way, you know, have all of, have these resources, but we don't, why not? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it, and I'm, I'm with you. It's one of those things that it's, it, it, it needs to happen in, uh, and everything. And I, I think it's unfortunate that people would kind of turn away and be turned off because somebody is passionate about it. And again, we all know perception sometimes really sucks and, you know, and, and it does depend on where your heart's at and where people's hearts at when they hear something. Mm -hmm. Because again, um, you know, it, it sometimes it depends on Ron and I were talking yesterday about, it depends on the person that's doing it too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, if it's somebody that you really think the world of and stuff, you can automatically just take it uh, on the offensive because you actually value them so much that it just comes from a, 
you know, in your mind comes from the wrong place when it could be something that's totally not meant to be that way. Or on the other side. Oh yeah. Where you're like on board and ready to go. Yeah. And just waiting. My guess, my guess is like Carl, when you, when you did this and then you, you felt like you needed to be kind of silent for a while on it. There was probably people already that were like, yeah, I'm on board with this. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then there wasn't that voice anymore because you felt like you needed to back down because you were getting that. And, you know, and that was, that was my roadblock, you know, and and just, it was just using that as an example, but because I want to say like, I don't disagree with what you said, Ronnie. No, I, I, I really don't. And I actually, I, I just want to say, I, I appreciate you for saying things like that because I'm self-aware enough to know that I can be like a damaging bulldog and <laughs> like get, get like super focused and, and aggressive about something and cause more damage than good. You know what I mean? No, and, yeah. and people like me do need that counterbalance and I completely get that. But just using like that example, it, like that's what the enemy used to completely deflate me yeah. because it felt like, like I'm expressing this need. I see this need. I'm working with this people. I'm, I'm in the trenches with them. And it sort of felt like the response was shut up and get back in your lane. That's not your place. That's really what it felt like. So I'm like, okay, I'll let these big, important men of God do it. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously I'm not important enough to, to even speak out about it and nothing's been done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, and, and a yes, perception, I get that. But like I say, that was my roadblock. It completely cut me down on it. Yeah. You know, like when you were talking, it's funny you brought that up about a council of people. I was reading in Proverbs today and I wrote, the, I even wrote it down. Proverbs fifteen twenty two from the ESV version says, without council plans, f- plans fail, but with many advisors, they, su- they succeed. Right. And funny that you brought that up. I mean, that's where I spent some time today, and I wanted wanted you to know that yeah. you're correct. Well, you use Ronnie's term, and I think it, it's one of those things like like you're, in, you're in, like now. I think you look so smug over there, Ronnie. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> your um, perspective probably has changed a little bit because now you're on a board for the community kitchen. So it's like you you know now that didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It took time, but it also took those people that were like, "This is an issue. We need to address it." And they probably, I bet you, if you were to find whomever the founders were of that, that it was, they got pushback. Yeah. And it was, uh, this isn't, you know, there are some people willing to charge hell with a water pistol with them. But then at the same time, some that deflated them to the point of they almost wanted to give up, but still pushed forward. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that, um, I think you're in a great opportunity to be able to maybe pick that banner back up and push forward to try and work and reach out to multitudes in the community to be like, what can we do for this? How can, you know, maybe, and I'm not trying to put everything on you, Carl, but I think with your passion for it as to be like, I don't want to say leader, but head of the, uh, the table, if you will, the charge, maybe head of the charge, you know, to, to, to bring that, all that opportunity together, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, I do knowing, and, and, and like we've talked about, Knowing that all of this, it probably at some point in time was humbling. Yeah. I was going to say like my, my heart's changed a lot since then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back then it, back then it wasn't that long ago, but man, you can do a lot of work on you in a very short amount of time. But I was Absolutely. a lot, I was a lot quicker to view somebody as an enemy back then right? Well, than, than I am and, now. And like, like you admitted happened. It, it, people are like, shut up, stay in your lane. And she's like, fine, boom, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, but then that, that ball, you know, was fumbled, you know, not necessarily all your fault, you know, but again, 
you don't have to sprint to the end, you know, some, some things like this, a big thing you're talking about. Cause again, something like a shelter and stuff like that, you're talking about, you need a building, you need all of this stuff. So that that's a marathon, you know, and maybe now that you've been trained up, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe you're ready to run that marathon. Well, and I will say the fumble was my fault, my fault. Oh, I'm not even, I'm not a even lot of, saying that. a lot of fun. It, it wasn't a good it poke wasn't your own. at the ball. It was, it was poor ball handling, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It wasn't all your own because you were ready to protect it. Right. But then it was everybody you thought who you needed or who God put, you think God put in your place was trying to swat it out of your hand. Right. You know, so I, I'm not saying it was, I don't believe it was at all. Carl's fault. Or at the very least, my heart at that time, that's how I perceived what they were trying to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want to throw hands. shade. Yeah. 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 And no, I can, and I can see how that would happen. Absolutely. Because again, you're looking at the, the people that you feel and probably were some of the leaders of churches, things like that, that you, this is who I need to bring it to, to then kind of be like, no, this is no, this isn't it. This isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes too, <laughs> Some of the things that we forget are pastors are human. Right. You know, and, but they're also still leading the charge on what their calling is from God, mm-hmm. you know? And I, yeah, I told that story too, about kind of getting up in arms with the, when I thought my pastor should do something that, you know, that wasn't what God was calling him to do. And mm-hmm. brother Bob had to say something one time to be like, yeah, do we really think we should be, you know, challenging what God's put on his heart? Ah, dang it, you know, dang it, Bob. <laughs> it's that kind of thing, you know. Wisdom Bob throws out there, just there it is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, Absolutely. Like jokes. Yeah. Just not good at jokes. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Oh, I thought it was a good joke. <laughs> what about Silent Ron? He's been awful quiet. So that's hindsight right there. That's, that's the eyes in the butt. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> Turtles Ron? Anything? No. No? Just soaking it all in like Spongebob? Kind of. So you're Patrick over there. Oh, I'm not going to say I ain't got no roadblocks, but I'm just not. I'm going to say I don't see them. I was going to say, can I call BS? Can we do that on the spot? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can. Do whatever you want. Call anything you want. Hit the button. Because most of the time when I have a roadblock, I just fight my way through it. Yeah. One way or another, I'm getting through. Yeah. So you're whether it be me trying to get something done and somebody trying to stop me. Well, if I can't go around them, I'll go through them. If I got to have something that has to be done, if they won't get out of my way, I'll go through them. I mean, if I got something that has to be done, I get it done one way or another. Whether, you know, if it's something that takes money, I hustle. I should probably you shouldn't use the word hustle, but I go out and find something to make the money. To In make a godly it way, you hustle. You, yeah. acquire, you acquire the money needed. Right. <laughs> if I'm doing something, if I'm doing something and I have to have something and I don't have it, I find a way to get it. So you you feel like it's that way on things you feel God's leading you to do? It's on everything for me. It seems like. Because it seems like every time I try to do something and I don't either have this or I don't have that or I don't have the time and I have to do it this way or I have to do it that way. So sometimes you just got to, uh, you know, you may want to do it a certain way, but sometimes you just got to cut it short and say, well, this is probably as good as it's going to get for right now. 
Yeah, dang OSHA regulation. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm like I said, I'm not gonna say I don't have Roblox because but sitting here trying to think about it. Yeah. Most of the time on the spiritual side right now, you know, I have issues with but it's like with the way I see people and how they act. And I guess my roadblock is sometimes I don't say nothing because like you all say, they take it the wrong way and then I'm the bad guy and I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not about that. Right. And I'm, I'm, you know, you're just a bulldog. <laughs> pretty much, I guess. I don't know if that's true either, but it just, it hurts me to hurt somebody. Yeah. So if it keeps me from hurting somebody's feelings, then I guess I could be a roadblock because it stops me sometimes. Truth hurts. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't care. If they got to have the truth and it hurts them, so be it. But then that's when you get judged. Uh, you know what? Yeah. So be it. I like what Elihu said to Job. He said, I want to justify you, but I have to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like the, the heart behind that is I, I, I really badly want to say something that justifies you, Job, but I can't. The truth is going to hurt you. What? What was that name? Elihu. Now he's just making stuff up. <laughs> no, he's not. I've heard it. No, he's not. He's not. I'm going to. No, he's checking tape. He's checking tape. He's showing you back. Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to quote from the book of Haggai. Oh, oh we all know that. Now he's making things up. <laughs> According to Mike. Alpha Mike, that is. I'll talk. Um, I'll talk about a roadblock I have because I kind of went off on a tangent, obviously. But um, obviously, you know, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> have we met? <laughs> um, I've I found myself getting in my own way a lot, like you had talked about, and uh, to the point here recently, um, it's even been a. I guess I can say pity party, but it's it kind of things have hit, and then I've kind of I think I've let. Uh, let the devil attack me with with the uh, well. What about you? What about you? And I started making lists, and it's like, and I know it's not a good road to go down because I've been there before and destroyed myself and and relationships. So um, I think that's a hurdle that uh, you know it's of course one of those great gifts that keeps on giving if uh, <laughs> if you let it. It's like it always seems like it can come back and bite you right in the butt, you know, right in that hindsight. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's getting better, Bob. It's getting better. It's got to build. It's starting. It's starting to. It's starting, starting to hang. Yeah, it's right. trying to catch on. <laughs> I can see it now. Hashtag hindsight. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that is definitely for me. It's uh, one of those things where I get in. Uh, for me, the worst place I can get is in my own head, and uh, that's where I cause the most damage because. Um, <laughs> just takes over and <laughs> and uh, you know can destroy everything around me. You know, so so Mike, for I think the, he brought that up on purpose <laughs> for the listeners because we were talking this hurdle. What did you, how did you apply what you have learned that can be self destructive? How could how could someone out there listening apply what you learned so they they don't self destruct? I have to remember a lot of it. None of it's kingdom changing issues. They're worldly issues. And they're, um, like I said, if you, if you want to relate it down to just a pity party, it's the poor, poor me, you know? Um, and don't get me wrong. Some of the things affect me more than, than others. Cause when you talk about, uh, 
things that like relationships with adult children and um, things like that, it, it, for me, it hits a little harder, you know, or if it's, uh, you know, things with my wife, of course it, it hits harder, but I have to try and take myself out of it and remember that this really, this, this doesn't have any, any heavenly value, you know, and the, if, if it takes me out of the game, then it's, then it's making the purpose, you know what I mean? But I think it's, it's leading me back to my pride's getting in the way and I'm not relying on God like I need to because he can wash it all away. I mean, he already has, but will also be there to remind me if I let him, if I hear him, you know, if I allow myself to hear him, I should say, because he's going to talk. So to sum it up, you're saying the application of any problem, roadblock, caution tape, whatever it might be, is to turn to God first in prayer. That's what, absolutely. I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Because like what you were talking about earlier, it's, you know, if you have a roadblock to where you feel like it's another Christian, I think you have to be able to take yourself out of the equation and not, are they a roadblock for me? But, okay, let's look at this. Let's Can we seriously take ourselves out of this? And what I feel like God's wanting me to do so is it really God wanting me to do it? And am I being my own roadblock or am I making them a roadblock? Are they giving me hard truth or are they, are they, are they a roadblock? You know, you have to be able to decipher between those to not, not, not block yourself. You know I mean? Because ultimately you get, again, like I said, you get too far into your head and you're just blocking yourself because then you're shutting yourself down because you're like, well, I'm trying to do this, but this, you know, that's, a, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I am my own roadblock because yeah. I can help anybody in this room, yep. but I can't help myself. I can't see myself. Yep. I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing, where I'm at. Because, you know, I can go stand in a mirror and I'll be like, well, I look good. I'm good. You know, I'm good. Do you do that on a daily basis? And there's Pretty so much. I'd like to every watch. Morning, every morning. <laughs> but as soon as I walk away from the mirror and the first time I go to do something and somebody's watching me, am I doing it right? Or or if it gets screwed up somehow. Yeah. Like y'all were talking about before about how the morning started off bad. Right. I had a whole plan. Right. And it all changed. And that, and and that's something too, that I have to constantly remind myself of is as soon as you say, you think you have a plan, God's going to be like, "Eh, no, it's not your plan. It's mine. Yeah. Everything got pushed back because of one thing, because of one roadblock and everything got pushed back. And then it gets pushed back to the next day. And then the next day, and sometimes it don't even get done. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you get so busy, you even forgot about the original task at hand <laughs> until it comes up and hits you in the hindsight. <laughs> That's pretty I, good, Ron. That's real I'd good. Throw that in there. I like it. It's hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we grabbed that low hanging fruit. That's right. Once in a while, and put a long tail on that one, huh? <laughs> We got any final thoughts before we pull this needle off the record? Oh, sorry, Mike. Are you taking over? Is that what? No, I am not taking over. You got to do the outro and stuff. I do not want to do that. I want no leadership role. Thank you very much, Ronnie. Go back to being a boy. We can double your pay. 
Well, <laughs> zero times zero is still zero, Mike. So yeah, go right ahead. That's double zero. Thank you. That's right. So second narrator, what's your final thought on this? <laughs> my final thought is, is I listened to everybody and even questioned them, which isn't my role, but I did enjoy it a little bit. Um, I could tell. And they just, that made him feel like <laughs> Alpha Mike. <laughs> Wait a minute now, Bob. I thought we put that one to bed. He's smart now. I know, but I just had that. No. All right, SpongeBob. He's all about the fantasies, isn't he? he? Is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess really my final thought is that I sat here and listened to everybody talk about roadblocks. I did hear a lot of eyes, but I need to do this. I need to do that. And I was reminded of, I can't do anything. Everything I have to do comes from God. And if we turn to him and ask, what is your will? That's really where I need to be. I'm sure that's where most people need to be. But it's the flesh that keeps us because we do have pride that we have to choke off at the head. We have flesh. We are going to sin. But through prayer and a personal relationship with him, we get to know his characteristics, his character, how much he loves us, and how much he how worthy he is to praise. And that only comes to time spent with him and his word in prayer with him and listening. So yeah, that's my final word back to you, the narrator. (laughs) I'm just going to read something. It says you don't realize it at the time, but some of your life's roadblocks, detours or rejections or answered prayers. I like it. Hindsight, Bob. (laughs) Hindsight, Bob. Well, my eyes are telling me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. Um, Just, I guess when you when you think you've come come up to a brick wall, a roadblock, detour, pothole, landmine, whatever you want to call it, however you want to slice it, (laughs) just just remember that. God's in control. No matter what you're doing, how you're doing it, what you think you can do on your own, God's got it, no matter what. If one thing he has taught me through my walk with him is if it doesn't happen today and it doesn't happen tomorrow, it'll happen in his time. And with you saying that, I just looked down and I was reading another one that says, even when things seem impossible, God will make a way. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. The end. Schmike, Mike, Mike. Schmike. I think you just need to, we all need to remember to get out of our own way. You know, let God do what he's going to do. Be there, be open to the way he'll use you through it as opposed to the pity party. I see you got notes. Carl always Are those has notes. notes for your final thoughts. No. Okay. No. Oh, I see. Other I was, stuff. Wait, hey, it's not very profound. That, no. that stuff, that stuff is, is for the flip side. Okay. Now a couple of, a couple of things are, um, a couple of weeks ago, we went out of town to St. Louis for a, a soccer tournament for grace. And at one point we were, we were traveling from the hotel to the soccer fields and we came up behind this old, old lady driving a hatchback 
and the hatch was wide open. Like she's like going down the road, full speed, groceries in the back, like Diet Coke precariously sliding all around. She's about to lose all of it, man. And we pull behind her and I'm like, she keeps glancing back in the rear view. Like, how does she not see? I'm looking at Steph. I'm like, how does she not see the hatches open? How can she not hear that? I don't get it. I like roll the window down. I'm like all sheepishly, hey lady, your hatch is open. <laughs> you might want to close that. You're about to lose a whole bunch of stuff. She didn't know. She was totally oblivious to this. Like she had gotten so distracted, she loaded up her vehicle with her groceries at some point, left it wide open, got in the vehicle, got in the road and was driving down and didn't even notice the hatch was open. Somebody had to pull up beside her and roll the window down and be like, lady, your hatch is open. So she could get to a stopping point, like at a stoplight and go back and close it. I think that's often where we are with our roadblocks. I think very often we, we just don't notice the hatches up, that we're going down the road in a way that's not good. And we're about to lose something because of it. And sometimes we need somebody to pull up next to us and just roll the window down and be like, hey, man, the, the way you're going ain't good. Your hatch is up. You need to close it. Right. We need to be mindful. We need to be mindful that very often we don't notice that we're doing things not great. And we also need to be humble enough to receive the correction when we get it. That's all I've got. It's kind of like where I have. I don't have a story about hatchbacks or. But like is that. it about your fly? Because I always leave my fly down. You know, just saying. Um, you wonder how one I, of the main things. PMI. From Alistair Begg, right? Mm-hmm. What's your theology on the thief of the cross? That's on the cross, right? Like, are you too hyper-focused on this, 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 or that for you? Or pointing the finger at somebody else that you miss the whole scope of, of what it is? And I think he sums it up pretty great right like he goes through the whole thing I don't know just look it up on YouTube and he goes through the whole thing and he gets to heaven and everybody's questioning he doesn't the thief doesn't know the answers that they're asking like you didn't go to you didn't go to Sunday school you don't have theology you don't know the Bible you haven't been to classes whatever how did you even get here he was like I don't know the man on the middle cross said I can come. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> Pretty powerful. Yes, it is. So that's my final thought. Don't get hyper-focused on any one thing that you miss the big scope of the picture. With that, Mike, Grace out. Lord, our God, we just come to you and we thank you for this opportunity to speak about you, your word, and the things that have happened in our lives because of you. Lord, we're sorry because we know we're fallible. We know that we get in our own way more than anything else. Lord, all we want to do is we want to honor you. We want to serve you. We want to cherish everything that we do for you. We want to do everything we can for the kingdom of God in any way possible. Lord, use us in any way you would have us. We're just so humbled by your great love that you would send your son to die for our sins so that we don't have to spend eternity in hell. Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for all you've given us that we could never, ever earn or deserve. 
We love you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. covered by my blood